I got in a chat over coffee with my yoga teacher, show where a comedian talks to his yoga teacher for a bit. I'm the not the yoga teacher part. This week we're talking about feet, and I would not be terribly excited about that if I was a listener, but I think it's better than you think. So uh, here we go. Here comes the show. You know, like, obviously, they used to burn witches, didn't they, years ago? Yeah. And that's supposed to be like a religious thing, isn't it? Like they're... Cleansing or something. Yeah, because they're like Satan worshippers or something. That's the excuse they give mm. for, for why they killed all the witches. But I don't think that that's the real reason, because I suspect that it was Big Pharma, because obviously you can't sell drugs to people if they can get a witch to, like, do a spell. <laughs> like, that's what it was, isn't it? Because the witches were just making all these potions and spells and, like, curing things and whatever. And then Big Pharma were like, well, no one's buying our drugs. So <laughs> that's why all the witches were killed, I think. I agree. Yeah, that makes sense, doesn't it? Nothing to do with the Catholic Church. Because <laughs> I was thinking, like, obviously the government are going to be in on that because you can't. Like yep. you can't tax a spell, can you? No. Nope. You can't and you can't tax Eye of Newt or whatever. <laughs> so obviously they're absolutely in hock with Big Farmer there, because you can tax them. <laughs> so that's why the witches are gone. So that's it. That's and that screwed it. over that screwed over the working man in this country because obviously, you know, it's a lot cheaper. It's a lot cheaper to get a witch to do a bit of a spell. Yeah, like I get a love potion. Farmer. Love potion or something, like all those <laughs> ugly people that are screwed now because they can't get a love potion. So I reckon that's that's what was going on, I think. Love a good spell. What, do you know any? <laughs> yeah, sure. Like, what? <laughs> well, well, I quite, uh, I I really like to associate with, like, hedge witch, hedge witchery. Basically, like, every time you do something, if you do it with good intention, it works better so it's like it's like you're putting your power into it you're you know like a bit of essence if you will so like especially appropriate for food so when you're making someone a meal if all you're thinking about while you're doing is how much you love them how much they're going to enjoy it how happy you are about it and then you give them the food it'll have a better you know it'll taste better and it'll be better and it'll be whatever more more whatever it is you want it to be and you think that happens do you can't hurt can it Helps you. <laughs> I suppose not. No. Helps you, doesn't it? Because you're sat around in the kitchen thinking about how much you love things. Oh, it's not bad, is it? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Don't you make them yourself? Or... You make your own incense? No, you. Do you not do that? No. I thought you did your own scents or something. I'm sure I've seen you advertise it. Uh, I used to do my own oils. Oh, uh, okay. Not incense. Incense is really hard to make. You could make a sort of potpourri kind of thing that you could try to burn, but actual sticks would be very difficult. Like, I have no idea how to do that. <laughs> but you make your own oils, though. Yeah, like essential oil mixes and blends and stuff. I had two blends that I used to sell when we were all in person because I used to use them at the end. I didn't do that so much at the leisure center, actually, but in the studios in shavasana i had four cards that i would have at the beginning of class and i would say if you wanted an adjustment you take the card and then in shavasana i would come and like rub shoulders or rub your forehead or something like that to kind of release muscle tension and stuff kind of goes towards i think it's like thai yoga massage i think i 
kind of went towards that a little bit and I really liked the idea but then obviously COVID happened and I stepped away from that because we don't touch anyone anymore <laughs> but at the time I would always use really strong like smells when I would go so obviously that was one of the things the warnings you know obviously don't grab a card if you don't want something smelly and people loved them they would come up to me after class and be like oh what was it it smells so nice what did you use and you know that kind of thing and it was like oh well I just make my own and then they're like oh wow and I just thought after a while someone might want this so I would always have a few on hand and I'd be like well if you want one I don't really make any profit from them kind of thing I wasn't like trying to make loads of profit I would just say like oh it's you know it's it's six pounds and that basically pays for the oils and stuff in the little bottle so mm. it was good it was fun. But you made the oil yourself I didn't squash the plants no 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 no, no. well yeah but <laughs> the scent is your own making is it yeah they're blends yeah, yeah yeah so like you know mint and eucalyptus and lavender and you know just different blends so would you buy the actual lavender the actual mint or the actual or you just not the plant, the oil. <laughs> okay. So you're just mixing oils up. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. And then I put always put them in an organic jojoba base so that the base is like doesn't affect your skin. So your jojoba doesn't cause, cause clog pores. There we go. Right. It's just, it's one of the ones that your skin can actually absorb. It doesn't actually like sit in your pores. So. And what's the point of it then? Just this just relaxing smell or is there a genuine sort of... What? The whole aromatherapy? <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. Maybe this. Uh, well, yeah. Okay. Well, what do you what do you want? To, you just say something about it, or whatever. Um. Well, yeah. I mean, do you know anything about aromatherapy? Do you, mm, do you know? Not really. I know that uh, candles yeah. smell. That's like basically. Mm, most candles are made from plastic and usually filled with fake smells. I don't use them, so I'm not endorsing it. I'm not saying. Like, I would recommend making sure you buy good candles. <laughs> So normally candles are made from like a plastic base and when you burn it you are literally releasing that plastic as it burns. So the best thing is to try and find soy or coconut or something like that so that you're burning plant rather than plastic. But aromatherapy, I mean that's a really vast topic and that's not something that I'm even slightest bit of an expert in. But I think the general idea is that, you know, we are very connected to our sense of smell. One of the things that I do know is they use aromatherapy on the Interna International Space Station, since space is my, my area of expertise. <laughs> but yeah, so because you know, how, you know how generally we are really strongly connected to our smells anyway. So like um, if you were to smell something and it reminds you of something, you could be something really long time ago, like in your childhood. But in a positive way, the idea is that you can kind of help trigger different feelings or relaxing or things like that. And I think it can even go chemical. So I think certain things like, you know how menthol will actually affect your skin. You know, it feels... I'm burny, but you know what I mean? Like you actually have that menthol feeling. Like So there is a chemical reaction as well that you can get through breathing smells as well, more than just kind of emotional responses. So there's a little bit of everything involved in, in aromatherapy, but um, that's about all I know, to be honest. Okay. <laughs> I always think that like the, the people that make candles are very sort of wise to get onto that. It's like it almost saved the candle industry, didn't it, after the invention yeah. of the light bulb? <laughs> like, oh god, what are we gonna do now? Like, oh, we'll just get, we'll just get into some aromatherapy bullshit and quick, toss some smells in it. <laughs> that it saved the industry, didn't it? Because you know you don't see gas lights around anymore, like because they don't, you can't make the gas lights smell of anything other than gas. But <laughs> candles really adapted, didn't they? It's a, there you go. So lesson to us industry. all, I think. So. <laughs> yeah, well, the gig was fine. One thing I've always funny in it was. I'm trying to do this joke about how, you know, how the virus, the coronavirus, like the first time the coronavirus makes a jump from 
an animal to a human, mm. do you think that virus that makes the jump from animal to human is like being the first one in your family to go to university? <laughs> and they always do a bit afterwards where like that virus goes back to visit their family at Christmas and they're all snooty like, oh, look who it is coming back to, <laughs> you know, for you only infected humans these days. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's an amusing concept. I kind of like the idea. Yeah, the idea is, is yeah, I think, it just needs a little bit more adding to it and you won't get that till you do it in front of people. But mm. I did it at the, at the show and uh, one of these people, I don't know whether she was from... Holland or Germany or something. There wasn't much of a laugh for it, but I just heard one woman say, "Ah, oh, I see the correlation." That's even more funny than the joke. Yeah, it's a great response, isn't it? I knew like, correlation. <laughs> he's being somewhat surrealist, but there's logic underpinning that. So I'll take it. You know, if I'm not going to get a laugh, that's just some sort of compliment. Whatever, so. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think I have anything else to talk about other than shoe, foot, foot stuff. I was always talking about feet, shoes. shoes. Well, yeah, it was <laughs> only because I tried to find anything I'd ever written about feet, and I just found something about it didn't do it at a show or anything. But I did. My granddad once, like I've run out of my shoes. I don't wear shoes like new shoes very often. My shoes hmm. just get absolutely hammered, and then eventually, like. I'm like, oh dear, there's holes in these. I need to replace them. Yeah, my feet are getting wet when I go out in the rain. Yeah, Yeah. pretty much. (laughs) So I remember it was about Christmas. It must be nearly 10 years ago or something. Because I can't remember how long my granddad's been dead. But like I said to him, oh yeah, I've got to get some new shoes. And he went, aha, I've got something for you. So he went upstairs and found these shoes that he bought in Spain that happened to be my size in the (gasps) 1980s. They were just like a nice pair of brown shoes. They sound amazing. So I just put on these, like, brown shoes. They fit. So I was like, oh, great. So I drove back up home, and mm. then I had a gig on about the 27th or something of mm. um, December, which is a great time to gig because there's no Christmas parties then because they were before Christmas, and everyone's bored because it's between Christmas and New Year. So people are usually mm. really up for a show, so it's a, usually a really good time to perform. But I turned up at this – I drove to this gig – as soon as I got out of the car, both the soles fell off these shoes, <gasps> and they'd only been glued on, and the glue had all dried out. So, so the heel was still connected, but the whole sole was just—it was flapping off and not like as if they were like two sock puppets talking or something. So, I just walked into the venue with these flapping shoes. So, but I was sort of like shuffling onto the stage while I was like. You didn't want that to be part of your act, you know, a little bit of slapstick. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's that guy with the stupid shoes. What's what's his game, you know? <laughs> so, oh, man. So, and that's my granddad, like, the week after, was, how are those shoes working out for you? And I said, oh, fine, fine. <laughs> it's like, they're in the bin. But, you know, I didn't tell him that. Uh, so. I, I was worried you were going to say something ridiculous, like they were, like, 500-pound Armani shoes that you, like, didn't realise you bought or something. Oh, uh, well, know. yeah, like some antique sort of accident. Yeah, like some crazy, yeah, really yeah. nice old shoes or something. But, <laughs> but no, they just no. fell apart. <laughs> so do you want to talk about feet? Because you did a foot class, and I thought... Yeah, what did you think of it? I thought it was good. You know, like, when someone's says i don't know i can't think of an equivalent thing but it's like when i did an asbestos course at work once mm. i was like oh i have to go do this asbestos course and it was really interesting actually 
in the end. Yeah. So you're like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, they used it for everything. Actually, yeah, isn't that interesting? So <laughs> the foot class was, I thought, surprisingly interesting. And I don't know whether that's because I had such low expectations for it. I knew that, <laughs> I, I knew that the actual content of the exercise would be good, but mm. I actually found the talking about the feet a bit more interesting than I thought. What particularly stood out for you? I'm curious. Well, I forget now because it's two weeks ago. It was two weeks, wasn't it? But why, why don't you, why don't you wow me again? <laughs> <laughs> I can only remember threading my fingers through my toes. Yeah, that, um, which, which is easy for me because I've got a deformity on one of my feet, like both my feet. I've got hammer toes on my ring, my ring toe, like the fourth one. I said the ring toe. I don't know if calls it that. I don't know, but I'm going to go with it. Well, it's like it'll be your ring finger, wouldn't it? Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've got like it's a hereditary thing where you have like a ninety degree bend in your toe. I'm not going to get it out now, but what like all the time? Like it's always bent, or yeah, the bones are like yeah, the bone like the not the joint, but the the bone. The bone, yeah, the yeah. bone's misshaped. So okay, yeah, so mm-hmm. it's such a boring deformity. I have a I have a wonky toe. I don't know if you've ever noticed. It's my my um my right foot. My pinky toe does that. It crosses over the next toe at the okay. bottom. You can emphasize it with fingers because your fingers are obviously longer than your pinky toe. But it just does that, and it's not super obvious until I bend my toes, and then you can see that it's like sticking up. Something for me to look out for next time. <laughs> next time, you're like, Kayla, show me your feet. <laughs> I unmute myself and say, "Look at her toe, everyone." <laughs> Yeah, um, and then I'll just be like, "Oh, who's this unruly person?" Gone. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't do. I can't heckle someone. It'd be against the. Um, Is it against the comedian code or something? It'd be very hypocritical. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I don't remember much else, but just say some stuff about feet, and we'll find out if it's more interesting. Yeah. Okay. So the foot class that we covered, it kind of covered your feet, your toes, and around the ankle a bit. Structurally, your feet are. Well, obviously, they're very important. We walk with our feet. We do everything with our feet. I just don't feel like a lot of people give their feet a lot of attention. So, like, how, you know, when's the last time you, you actually sat down and, like, rubbed your own foot and and played with your toes and actually had a good look at it? I mean, it sounds a bit a bit of an odd comparison but like for women you're told to like you know check your breasts regularly for things that could be wrong and make sure you go to your doctor if you find anything but I also feel like it's a bit like that for everywhere and like if you don't give your feet any attention ever it's a you know things could start to go wrong and you might not notice as as quickly so like we tend to in class like you said we we did the weaving where you put a finger between each of the toes and kind of just hold that there like when you cross your finger when you interlock your fingers but instead a foot and a hand <laughs> which is quite fun i always give a warning to make sure you have clean feet i don't want to be coming to class and be like oh i don't touch my feet I'm like yeah <laughs> and also like you know they're your foundation so anytime you balance you're you're obviously stood on a foot for the most part i mean our balance is not on feet but for the most part and you're standing in a balance you stood on either you probably stood on one foot or two, but for the most part, you're you're using your foot, and your foot has like well it has some big bones that go from the ankle to where the toe starts, and then those are connected with muscles and tendons and things, obviously, and ligaments, and then you have like your mandibles uh, equivalent, which I think aren't mandibles, are they? They're called something else, aren't they? Phalanges, I think it's phalanges. Something like that. And um, 
someone's going to point me up on this, but, and then your toes themselves, they obviously have little joints in them and they bend and things, but it's good to, to be able to move your toes without touching your feet with your hands. So one of the things we do is we, we stand up, we spread the toes as wide as we can, and then we squeeze them together and spread them and squeeze them just like you would if you're, you know, big wide fingers and then squeezing your hands into a fist, you know, that kind of thing, but with your toes. And then that's like an exercise that you can do regularly. And if you find that, you know, I've done this in classes with lots of people, you know, in studios and people pick the, you know, lean back so the weight's more in the heels, pick the toes off the floor, so lift them up. And then you say, spread your toes and none of the toes move. <laughs> this is a sign that there's some, there's some connections missing between the, ner- you know, between the nerves, those dentrites, which we have dis- discussed before. And you can build those connections between the nerves the more you use them. And it's the same for the feet. So the more you wiggle through the toes, the more you lift them, the more you spread them, the more you play with them, the more likely those connections will form. And then, you know, just in general, we need our feet to balance. We need our feet to walk. Balance is a really big part when you start to get older. You know, there's a lot of ideas, you know, between like falling and, you know, having proper injuries from it and one of the best things you can do is, is really be confident in your balance. And that all starts at the feet. So like if you take your balance and you're really wobbly, which happens, and even, even people who are good at balancing have wobbly days because we're worried or thinking about things. So you have a wobbly day and your foot's really wobbly, and your ankle's going all over the place and you hold the balance for you know a few breaths and then you come out and your foot feels, uh, it burns, it hurts. But, but a lot of the time, assuming you haven't gone too far with your wobbles, a lot of the time that is literally the muscles in the feet, you know, working really hard to try and keep you balanced. And then in a sense, you're exercising your muscles in your feet, which it sounds a little bit odd because we don't exercise our feet very often. (laughs) You don't think of like bodybuilder feet, (laughs) but like it's really important that those muscles are strong. So even when you wobble in your balances, that's not a bad thing. You know, that just means that you're going to be exercising those muscles a little bit today. And then there's just like the flexibility in the ankle joint, you know, being able to flex and point the whole foot. Sometimes when we point the feet, we, you know, a lot of the time, like say you imagine ballerinas and things, it goes flat with the shin. So the top of the foot lines up with the top of the, with the shin, but that doesn't always happen with every ankle joint in the world, (laughs) as you can imagine. And that has to do with the flexibility of the ankle. And you wouldn't necessarily think, oh, I need to, I need to get more flexible in my ankles. Like it's not real. No one's going to be impressed by your ankle flexibility. (laughs) Well, even in Victorian ages when they used to say that, didn't they? Like, show a bit of ankle. That would be... <laughs> Is that how they used to be seductive? Show how flexible they Yeah, I'll just lift up my skirts, my five skirts, and show you a bit of flexible ankle. <laughs> and then I suppose the last thing are um, bunions. Obviously, play a really big part in a lot of people's lives, and they can really cause a lot of problem. And, you know, people have surgeries for them and stuff. So... A lot of the time, if you curl your toes and put weight on the balls of your feet, if there's some real sharp pains or something, you know, you would want to take that as a warning not to do that. But on the flip side, you can, if you think that maybe you're prone towards that kind of thing, because maybe you've got long toes or you've got it in your family or something that makes you think maybe bunions might be a problem in your big toe joint, you can work around, you can work to not have bunions. You know, you can do 
exercises to stop them from getting worse. I wouldn't, I would never say you could reverse something like that because it is more like bone growth and stuff. But, you know, a bunion is where the, the big toe goes more towards the other toes and then you get a growth on the main joint that connects the big toe to the foot, to the rest of the foot. And if you are constantly aware that that could be a problem, then you are constantly looking down at your feet, maybe during your yoga class, putting the toes forward, making sure the big toe isn't pulled in, you know. And if you thought, if everyone, if anyone's ever told you, you are going towards that route, like if you've spoken to a doctor, you could even take the big toe out a little bit further than you normally would to try and make sure there's a little bit of flexion there. Not every day, not all the time, but in your yoga practice, just to try and keep it lined up and to keep it stretched. The feet are really quite important. <laughs> there we go. They've got a bit of an ick factor though, haven't they, feet? A lot of people think feet are disgusting. I think that's probably why you don't touch them like all the time, even if even if they are clean a bit. Bleh. Do you think that's because you live in a cold country and we tend to always wear shoes? Because I would say feet are the last thing as a society that we you know, we still we still course it in a sense. We still wrap <laughs> our feet up tight in socks and shoes especially if you think you're going to be doing something like running or or yeah. something you really wrap up tight and you know that can be okay for a small amount of time but if you do that a lot that's not actually very healthy for the feet you should wear barefoot a bit shouldn't you i mean I, I... that's why i always practice you know all yoga teachers will not will tell you to take your shoes off 100 percent. i've never seen anyone pra- try to practice yoga in shoes and i would also emphasize to take your socks off Unless you're really embarrassed and you're in a studio and you really, for some reason, really, really just don't like feet. <laughs> I would, oh, even if you've got grippy socks, I don't care. I would always say take your socks off because you're trying to get to the receptors in the skin in the feet. And you won't get that connection with socks on. Plus, your socks are squeezing your feet. <laughs> yeah. I only wear socks so. if it's cold at the beginning when we're mm. doing the... And then I take them off when we... Yeah, there are practical reasons for trying to, you know, wrap up and stuff. That's, that's understandable. I mean, I do touch my feet actually quite a lot. Mm. When I'm at my desk, I sit cross-legged and sort of yeah. fiddle about them. But yeah. then I feel like I need to wash my hands afterwards because I feel like they are. I pretty much every well. So here's some yoga teacher information. Obviously, when I work at a yoga studio, I would walk around the whole studio without shoes on. This is what happens. You take you go into a yoga studio. Usually, take your shoes off in a certain location, and then the rest of the place is not a shoe zone. And some people keep socks on, but a lot of the time, as a yoga teacher, you wouldn't. You would take your socks off as well because that's that's part of the, the yeah. you know, it's really quite traditional in that way. But that would mean that you get dirty feet because <laughs> it's, a, it's a place with loads of people and half the time someone walks in with their shoes on and you have to be like that mom and poke your finger at them and go, please take your shoes off. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and like, so in the end, I'd get home, I'd wash my feet. That's the first thing you do. Go to the bathroom, wash my feet because my feet are probably dirty. And then mm. I feel like I can either pop on some slippers or walk around the house in bare feet. But the first thing I do is wash my feet. But like, and then it doesn't feel so bad. Like if you wash your feet, if you think about your feet like you would your hands, you might not necessarily want to wash your feet, you know, as much as you wash your hands. But if you wash your feet every day, at least in a shower, if not, maybe if you don't get a shower every day, maybe just washing them themselves, then you shouldn't feel bad about touching them. And then you can put some lotion on them, give them a little bit of a, a massage, see how they feel. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Say, I love you, feet. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes. But as you do walk around bare feet more often, you get like, they, the, they like adjust, don't they? They get harder. But like calluses on the skin? Yeah, or just, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I knew a guy that used to walk around, well, I know a guy that walked, that used to go around everywhere without bare, with bare feet. 
I have dreams periodically where I'm walking barefoot outside. Like, I don't mean just like outside as in in your garden. I mean like walking through the city centre of Leeds yeah, yeah. with no I, shoes on. I have dreams where I'm doing that. That's yeah. what I mean. <laughs> oh, that's an interesting dream. I wonder if you talked to psychiatrists about that, what they would think. <laughs> I don't know. Probably something about my mother, I suppose. But <laughs> Why do you feel vulnerable with your feet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's a very frequent... And I don't know if it's an anxiety dream, but it's a very frequent recurring hmm. dream I have. Well, what do you feel like in the dream? Do you feel like you're anxious or do you feel like you're free? I feel like I've <laughs> forgotten to put my shoes on. Oh, okay, okay. That's probably a bit more anxious then. <laughs> yeah, it's because it's, it, it's sort of like I'm halfway through walking somewhere and I'm like, oh no. How did I forget my shoes? Like when you're, when you're naked in a dream or whatever. How did I forget my clothes? <laughs> but that's how it feels. Like, yeah, yeah. like... Oh, no, I'm going to tread on a bit of glass or something. That's how it feels. Like, oh, okay. It's not, okay, so it's more not of a, a safety of thing rather than an embarrassed thing. Yeah, I think so, yeah. It's quite regular. It's quite a regular dream. Mm. Right in, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Pop psychiatrists and, you know, people that have smoked loads of weed. Tell me something that I... What that means. You get those... When you get harbits on your feet, some people... They, they still do those things where you go to that... Like not a podiatrist, but like they have fish, don't they? That eat them off. I don't like that. Do you know they have to starve the fish to get them oh, to eat the human skin? That's not very nice. It's not very nice. Yeah, no. they wouldn't naturally eat your feet if they were feeding them properly. Yeah, right, it's a bit okay. sad. Yeah, sorry, right. sorry to burst your bubbles. Sorry, feed people. <laughs> I was gonna, no, I was gonna lead it into a sort of a half amusing thing. Like I thought, like if if you walked around barefoot all the time mm. and you had those fish. You just would never have to buy him fish food, would you? Because you could just you'd always have calluses. Please, munch my calluses. <laughs> but, yeah, that's not nice to... No, I know. Because I assumed it would be cute and stuff. And I remember looking into it, trying to find a place that did it, you know, so I could go. And then yeah. all I found was all these horrible articles about how they torture the fish to get them to oh, do oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, not a good joke. No, <laughs> no that's all right. That's... Um... Yeah, it's grim, isn't it now? But I know. <laughs> it's like, like they're slave labour or something. Plus, I don't know how that will work with COVID these days. You can't be sharing fish, can you? I don't know. <laughs> you can always get those pumice stones. Walk on sand. Sandy beach works. Excuse to go to the beach. I need a beach pedicure. Be loads of uh, <laughs> discarded needles, though, and stuff. <laughs> what beach do you go to? <laughs> Did you see that joke I tried to do months ago? I did it on stage and people were like, what the hell is he talking about? But the thing about the rabbit's feet. That rings a bell. So I had to draw it as a cartoon because it wouldn't. I tried it on stage a couple of times and it was, if touching rabbit's feet is so lucky, why did my rabbit podiatry business fail? <laughs> because, you know, you're touching feet all day, but, you know. Rabbit's feet, I like it. Well, I wish you were there in the crowd because there's a lot of vacant staring when I did that. So I think it's really funny. I'm just imagining all these little bunny rabbits with their feet out, like yeah. There's a whole story yeah. in capture. So cute, that, isn't it? Yeah. So, but now they're all now they're all screwed. They can't go to get their feet sorted out now because my business is closed. But yep. I think they should do like you know how when you have parents that uh, speak two different languages and they speak you know, say so they they so you mm. end up speaking one to one parent and one to another and you become bilingual. 
Yeah. I think they should try and do that with hands. Like if you're trying to, if you're doing something for your mother, you've got to use your right hand. And if you're doing something <laughs> for your father, you've got to use the left hand. And then you can proficient in both hands from a young age. Yeah. I don't know though. Is that, is that, I've never really looked it up, but I tried and I felt like I couldn't get there. Is that just because I needed to do it for longer? Or is there actually something in your brain that tells you that's not right? Because I used to try and teach myself to write with my left hand. And I can a bit, but I haven't done it in a long time. I just did it mostly when I was a teenager. I used to try and write with both hands, but obviously you can see a difference, but it wasn't as bad as... (laughs) It's probably enormous difference. (laughs) It wasn't as bad as like a three-year-old and then a... I don't, the only reason I'd want to do it is, be, is because I think that it would make my brain better. Mm, that's you know, why like I how did it. People would say that if you do speak two languages, it improves, I don't know, the way you do think or something. And I just, from a creativity point of view, I sort of just thought, well, would it be helpful? But Do you speak two languages? No, I don't. There's no point, is there? If you speak English, there's just no need. <laughs> well, there isn't a need, no. But, well, I don't know. It depends on what language you want to speak. I'd say probably some of the. The Far East languages would be uh, practical. Chinese, basically, Mandarin. One of, yeah, one of the Chinese languages or um, uh, Japanese, obviously. It is embarrassing going abroad, though. And I know everyone can speak English, but I do get a bit embarrassed going to other countries and not knowing what to say mm. Like when we go into places and, and making a really bad effort of speaking some of those words really slowly. And then if I get one thing right, then... I've got no follow-up to if they if they understand me and then they tell me something I don't even know what they've said so yeah. <laughs> like... yeah that's the biggest that's the biggest thing about trying to speak someone's language to them is when they reply so like you might understand what you've said and maybe like you said they've understood but then if they reply and they're not saying exactly what you expect like hi how are you <laughs> I'm good thank you if they don't say that you're gonna be yeah. like what did they say <laughs> <laughs> yeah basically have you ever been somewhere and they just assume that you like I've always found that when I go out to in foreign countries they pretty much like they can somehow tell that you're not from around there because <laughs> well, I've got a big bag on and yeah. holding a guidebook in front of me and looking lost yeah <laughs> well that's a bit of a, yeah. <laughs> that's a bit of an obvious one but you know what I mean and then like if you yeah. ever have that time where you go somewhere and then they start speaking to you in like I don't know say you know start speaking to you in Portuguese or whatever and you're like oh they think I'm Portuguese but I'm not <laughs> you're really blending in <laughs> yeah. yeah I'm blending in oh but I don't speak your language so i'm gonna have to say something now (laughs) (laughs) i think i've always looked lost enough (laughs) i hope there's enough good foot stuff in there i hope that you have enough for two episodes since we've been on for so long yeah sorry but do you think i can quickly squeeze in my witches bit witches oh yeah go for it hey thanks for hey I'm not a hey person usually, but hello, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did enjoy it, feel free to tell everyone you know. You can tweet us or find us on Instagram and say, oh, we think you guys are great. That kind of thing. You know, that's cool. We'd love that. Now, on Instagram, we're at peterbrush underscore or at Kayla McCormack Yoga. Find all the tags in the show description. So, yeah, feel free to tweet um, me or Kayla about when she's going to start selling essential oil smells again or something uh, we're back soon next week actually if you're listening in real time this week if you're listening in years to come there's hopefully a backlog of thousands of these right i'm gonna go and touch my feet bye <laughs>